It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Okay, let's roll, dudes! And I'm going 10, 30, 65 in a 45 zone. Yo, what's my gas tank on E? Oh, and hello, officer. Wait, what? I'm losing my license. I'll lose my job. And here come the court costs. Oh, man, that's the thing about pedal to the metal, dude. You speed, you lose. Slow down. Driving is no game. A message from Virginia DMV. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner or a professional musician, or you just want to start a podcast with your friends. PreSonus Audio Electronics has the gear you need to make your vision become a reality. Their latest USB audio interface, the AudioBox Go, is the perfect vehicle to help create your vision. Ultra affordable, surprisingly powerful, and even small enough to fit into your pocket. The AudioBox Go gives you all the connections you need to record on the move or in your home studio. Whether you're recording a guitar riff at rehearsal or a full-length solo album in your bedroom, you'll have all the tools you need to create like a pro right from the start. Compatible with both computers and mobile devices, the audio box goes perfect for anyone who wants to get started recording fast. For more information on where you can get the audio box go, visit presonus.com and it will lead you in the right direction to make those dreams a reality. Presonus Audio Electronics, proud sponsors of the ABV podcast. Creating a craft beer universe in a craft beer desert is no easy task. But somehow, Pelican Craft Brands has managed to do that right here in Louisiana. By partnering up with local craft breweries or bringing in some of the best names in the national craft beer brewery scene, Pelican Craft Brands has established a great selection for all of you local craft beer drinkers. Make sure you're following them on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest additions to their portfolio or simply visit pelicancraftbrands.com. Government Taco right here in Baton Rouge is your place to get the most creative and delicious tacos in the entire city. The Clucks and Balances, the Steak of the Union, the Filibuster, all of these are fantastic. Don't forget about their bar snacks, the Yucca Fries, and don't forget about their incredible happy hour specials Monday through Saturday, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m., except on Thursdays, where it's happy hour all day long. For more information, make sure you visit governmenttaco.com. Craft beer drinkers are very specific about what they want to pour their craft beer into. And the glassware for you is at hopsinahollows.com. It doesn't matter what style or design you're looking for, Cliff has you covered at hopsinahollows.com. You want some glasses with Joe Burrow featured on them, whether in LSU colors or Cincinnati Bengal colors? He's got you covered. Maybe you're a Star Wars fan. Maybe you're a Mike Tyson's Punch-Out fan. Or simply want a glass with the Hops in the Hollow logo on it, Cliff has you covered. Make sure to check him out at hopsinthehollow.com. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We love drinking them and love talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the ABV Podcast. Chuck P. here with you guys. I'm at Gilla Brewing out in Gonzales. It's been a hot minute since I've been here to do a podcast. I'm glad I'm back here. Now I've got Brad, Alex, and Bobby with me. Meow, meow, Guys, thank y'all for having the, having me over for the podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for being here. It's been too long. Uh, you guys have also been been hooking myself and Jada Kelly up with some beers on the radio show to talk about discuss. We drank a few of those. Yesterday on the radio show, we had the, uh, what was it, the Port Swing Lemon. Okay. And then we did a Juice Run and a Neapolitan Fields. And dude, I don't know what y'all if y'all changed anything with the Neapolitan Fields, but shit, that dude, it was like I've always liked that beer, but just something about it, this new batch just tasted like it was on another level. So 
whatever y'all did. Thank you. Oh. Ice cream, man. <laughs> You're welcome, man. It's the ice cream. Yeah, yeah. You do some bluebell now instead of like you know. No, so the great value. The, the dope whip. <laughs> the dope whip just kind of like open. I mean, we were, we were talking about that earlier, like with. Port Orleans like starting to do like a lot of the uh, ice cream things too with the drinksicle or drink pickle and yeah. um, so that kind of like we kind of collabed on that and we figured like we started using that ice cream base that uh, the powdered ice cream base for the saucer like that kind of opened up a lot of doors like yeah because it works like it gives you vanilla but it also has that ice cream thing and like so we we use the uh, vanilla ice cream chocolate ice cream and the uh, strawberry puree for the Neapolitan that really worked out. <laughs> the, the the chocolate and the strawberry shined in the can that I have. Like it, like the vanilla was there, but like the chocolate and the strawberry were really out front. But in that beer, what made it unique is we actually used, well, like you saying, the vanilla soft serve, but we put chocolate soft serve in there as well. So that's where you're probably getting the chocolate vibes from. But yeah, okay. it, well, plus it, it definitely works for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to bring out those chocolate notes as well. Yeah. I, I also came to get Joey Cavalier from Eat the Boots sitting right next to me. I feel like, you know. <laughs> and he's over here drinking the most colorful beers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> First, he's got blue lips right now drinking a really red beer. It's these up. So these these sours that is there like a theme? You got a red cream soda, you got a bubble gum, a wedding cake, a nectar. Like is he like snowballs? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yep. Really, it was just like okay, everyone pick a snowball flavor. Nobody could really tell me some except Cam. Cam was like, I want wedding cake. I was like, well, I like nectar. But and y'all got other two suggestions. Like, no, nah, I didn't really hear anything. It's like, all right, well, f it. I'll just get red cream soda and bubble gum, which I hate bubble gum. I don't like it, but it. I guess it works. It's more like a kitty flavor, but that's hey. the bluest beer I've ever seen. When Joey ordered, I was like, Jesus, look at this beer. Uh, yeah, and the color was beautiful. My, my favorite snowball flavor is ice cream, and I mean, how boring is that? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah so I'm a I'm a pina colada guy when it comes to snowballs, but I, I always add so. The snowball shop that's over on uh, 621, they do they do soft serve in the middle of some of their snowballs. That's so I'll get a pina colada with soft serve in the middle and that's then put condensed the, milk the on top. snowball, yeah. Like yeah. it's the diabetes snowball. Oh, yeah. It's like, awesome, yeah. But it's amazing and it tastes incredible. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely want to try a couple of those at some point because after the color is just blowing my mind on them right now. Might as well just get a flight of them. I mean, hey, it's ten dollar it. flights on Tuesdays, so yeah. in case you, you need to come to Gill on Tuesday night, ten dollar flights. <laughs> uh, Alex, man, it's you haven't been on the podcast since the first time before we even opened. Yeah, y'all went open. Uh, we were in, uh, yeah, yeah, we was, were in that cold garage. Yes. It was like the <laughs> was cold as shit out. Yeah. I was about to say, you had a cold garage at this time of the year? Cause, uh, let's, uh, it definitely wasn't this time of the year. I don't remember when it was, but like... I think it was late 2018. That's been quite a while. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was it was early on for sure. Bobby, our boy Ross was still living here in Dallas and right. was over there with me as well. Was that one of the first ABV podcasts you had? It was one of the early ones. It was probably like... I think we were in single digits yeah. on the first one. That oh, we I think y'all were like episode four or five. Yeah, I believe so. If I, think, I think you saw the Ale Runner with you. Yeah, Brent and Dave. Yeah. Got R.I.P. Brent Day. He's not dead. I'm just saying, he, he can't do podcasts anymore because just, you know, he got a little bit out of control one time at a, at his house. Like, I figured that was a safe safe space for him. Safe space. And, uh, no, it didn't work out that way. Wow. Now I'm curious. So I'm looking up the podcast on Spotify. This is horrible. Well, I mean, for a podcast, it's fine. This was radio. This would be terrible. But, like, I'm curious to see as well. I want to say it was like – I was – it had to be like episode four or five. It was definitely early on in the game because I had Trent, uh, uh, I'd had another podcast that started in 2011, and then I got away from it because I got too busy with a day job. And then I was wanting to podcast again, and Ross was on that first one, and I was like, dude, you and I should do a podcast. He's like, what do you want to do a podcast about? I'm like, beer? Can we do it about? Because we had, like, when we started the first podcast, we were just getting into craft beer. So I was like, it only makes sense if we do a crappier podcast. All right, it ain't pulling up because my that's, phone's that's damn weird. day jobs, though, man. Stupid day jobs, <laughs> really right? Really things up, We all three have them. Yeah. That's fun, fun stuff, man. Cam, apparently Cam's working 24 hours for like the last two months or something. <laughs> He's got a schedule going on. I mean, Alex, I'm sorry. Dude, Cam's Cam. our guy, though, man. Yeah, we wouldn't be here without him. Like, that dude is the glue. It's holding this place together. I'm surprised he's not here. A lot of times when I come in here, Cam is behind the bar. Oh, yeah. He just needs a day off sometimes. Yeah, I think he picks Mondays <laughs> and Tuesdays since we're kind of chill. Yeah, He yeah. comes in for a little while and he goes home. This is uh, Monday and Tuesday is kind of his only nights that he's 
free to be home. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, Is he married as well? No. 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Probably smart for him. Single life. <laughs> God, I miss those. Well, what am I saying? I miss those. I'm single. I just, I'm just too old to enjoy the single life. Uh, I used to. Um, also, let's let's give a shout out to uh, Casey for doing the board up here, your menu um, board. She's she amazing. Does she does the, um, the does calendar thing. And nice, it's a really good job, man. Like chalkboard is kind of tough. Like you gotta you gotta be really good at getting that correctly because it's not like you know erasing something like that is. You're, you need to use like a wet cloth or something like that to get it to where it's like not still in the background. When uh, I worked at Tin Roof and we did the chalk chalk menu behind the bar yeah. I fucking hated doing it I was so happy when we got a, a staff where I can be like one girl was like oh I'll, I'll get up there and do it I'm like please right? Yeah. somebody else take care of it yeah, she's done a really good job and we started doing um, you know she was busy. she's been doing that for a little minute but we kind of switched we started doing our our Facebook calendar just based on it I was like man it's, it changes every week Yeah, it's pretty it's not it's not just an internet graphic, so let's, let's just start doing that because it's I been mean, working. So. Yeah, it, it, like people see that and they, they kind of they're drawn to it. If if it's if chalk art's done correctly and it's something that that pleases the eye, kind of like they'll they'll not focus on just that one thing, but they'll look at the whole entire board and see what else is going on up there. So yeah, she's doing a great job. Yeah, she kills it, man. So what's been going on lately at Gila? Like, there's been changes. We won't go into all that, but you guys. Uh, since all that has happened, you've moved on, and and like uh, it feels like you've revved up, like not only production-wise with beers, but it just seems like there's a there's a new energy and things are like you know moving in a in a in a positive pace for you guys. I almost feel like you're getting to the point where y'all have to get out of this building at some point. Oh, absolutely, and I'll let Bobby take the lead on this one because uh, we've we've been. We're doing so good, and we're so glad to have Bobby. And uh, I'll just let Bobby start talking. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you nailed it. Like, it just feels like a new energy. Yeah. Um, you know, we got a, a revitalized, you know, shot to just push this thing to the next level and try to figure out what we can do. Um, the new laws might be kind of favorable, or you know, if we can maybe move or expand here, whatever we're gonna do. Who knows what the future is? But yeah, it's time to. Uh, you know, we've all been kicking around all kind of cool ideas. It's real fun to think about all that. So, um, yeah, and then just trying to keep the same pace, keep pushing out good beers, push out more if we can, um, just draw more interest. Yeah. Figure out what the hell we got to do to get more people in in order to push us to that next level of maybe start slinging some stuff to the stores, to the bars and restaurants and nice. all that. Because obviously you have to do it. Um, can't be a, a group up forever unless you're in the best location and such a parish is not the best location to be <laughs> yeah you're not going to become a millionaire about being a group of owner you know so. no but it, it's growing out here and the beer scene is growing as well the grain relations which will be opening up soon creations yeah. grain creations i'm sorry and that's only going to help i think the the craft beer scene in the area uh, i mean we have sugarfield spirits out here doing some really good stuff as well and it's it it seems like there's there's definitely room for growth here in Ascension Parish to add more cool stuff like that to Absolutely. build the economy and just like get people more involved. I feel like between you guys and what Zach has been doing for years over at Tiger Tavern yeah. with craft beer in Ascension Parish, the the attitude towards craft beer has shifted and it's been more accepted. As opposed to everybody going out drinking, you know, Bud Light or a Michelob Ultra or right. something like that, they're they're eager to come here and try these beers and, and you know support a local business. Yeah, it's actually quite shocking because this whole de- I wouldn't say the whole demographic, but the demographic around here was predominantly your Miller Light, your Bud Light, your yeah. Budweiser drinkers, and to see those folks just kind of like. You know, uh, give credit to Zach. He kind of brought a lot of that craft to the parishes down right down the road. But like them coming to us, be like, you know, I was drinking. You know, many people are like, yeah, I was drinking Bud Light, Miller Light, and you know, now I'm drinking whatever they were putting out. You know? Yeah. So that it's 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 really cool. You know? 
so and we, oh, sorry, go ahead. I mean, we couldn't be more happy for like brand relations to come like right down the road. Like we were super pumped for those guys, and I can't wait till they open up. None of y'all are saying right. That is great, great creations. I'm not saying grand relations. Did I say great creations? You said grand relations. Grand relations. Grand creations. Brain frustrations. We're gonna like be a whole new name by. Yeah, so Jimmy and Scott. Yeah, cool dudes, man. I've been knowing Jimmy since I was in like middle school. Okay. I've been knowing Scott since since I was in high school. They're all, um, you know, old musician buddies that we uh, oh, play okay. music together. Um, so, and Scott's younger brother, Cade, who I, also I knew through music and stuff, he is a brewer at St. John's Brewery in the Caribbean. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So. Holy shit. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So there's there's some there's some brewing blood in the Central Parish apparently. Apparently, nobody knew <laughs> about it. It's been right here the whole time. Uh, you're speaking about about laws being changed like I know there's three bills that's on the governor's desk for him to sign have you guys heard anything on any movement on any of that stuff I mean, as far as I knew I thought they were signed because they were supposed to be signed the day of right yeah and I didn't so. hear anything from the Brewers Guild saying you know sorry we lost right. or anything well which I didn't hear anything saying hooray we won either but uh, the way the way that Justin made it sound it sounded like it was on his desk and it was going to be signed but I can't. I can't guarantee it was signed, but uh, yeah. I, I presume it was though. So I was curious about it because, with working at the radio station and and being a part of the talk talk one seven three with that group, I'm on the governor's email list for email blasts that come out about anything that happens from the governor's office. There was an email blast today, June fourteenth, that came out with a list of bills that he had signed. And I scoured through that list, and I didn't see any of those bills. So that had me a little bit worried. And I was just like, I hope maybe. But he gets it, there's so many things he's got to sign and pass and all that stuff. I just assumed that maybe this will be on the next round of bills that he signs. Yeah, get, given that um, you know it passed all the committees pretty handily. Um, the the one that we wanted to see go through didn't go through. Um, but uh, but the ones that did go through seem to go through pretty uncontested, so I can't imagine they would be they would fail. But uh, but it's John Bell Edwards, so who knows? <laughs> yes, correct. That, that's that's correct. Who knows? Uh, so Alex, I know you got your day job going on stuff. You were just saying like you just came out, you just came straight here from a twelve-hour day. You've been doing a few of those. How much are you able to still be involved with the day-to-day here at, at Gila with that day job? Day-to-day is almost impossible. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, you're working 12-hour days. Yeah, like, I mean, you just want to get home and go to sleep. Yeah, but, I mean, with <laughs> with Cam here and the three of us, it's, you know, we keep the ship afloat. It's, you know, we're, we're able to stay pretty involved while also have our free time. It's kind of a kind of have to do it it's really no other choice yeah yeah i mean we all we all have bills to pay and we all got to keep this thing going well i'm, I'm just glad you're still a part of it because like i said it's, it's been i'm trying to remember the last time i actually saw you in person <laughs> i'm sure it was in here at some point but to have you on the podcast i'm, I'm glad you're able to be here for the podcast uh when it comes to recipes for beers like what's coming out next how involved are you in, with that, or you kind of just leave that to Brad and Bobby and let them? I just... leave it to these two guys, and it's that's one of the big things I've noticed recently, as far as the different attitude around here, is with these two guys back there that really know what they're doing. We're starting to put out a lot of variety, whereas, and we do have more capacity now. So before, just on the smaller system, and just trying to keep up, it was it was hard to just like you couldn't just throw out. You know, an Oktoberfest. You couldn't just right. <laughs> do a an Irish Red or something like that. I mean, there, not a lot of room for variety. We kind of kept it to you know pastry stouts, the sours, stuff you just get out days, there. You know, it's yeah. So I mean, just with more capacity, being able to have things around, it's, it's a whole lot more fun. I think I think what I can add to that is that we are we're able to I guess you know. Not to sound like you know crazy or anything, but we're actually in a position where we're actually brewing what we want to brew, 
That's like, great. And that's awesome. Yeah, you know, not necessarily it means that that's going to sell, but you see, you know, Parlo Beer Lab, there's a great example of that. And they make, they're outstanding with the loggers, man. They the logger boards down in the bywater. Yeah. Fantastic. We love those dudes. But I, I want to actually re- replicate that stuff here. Like, the problem with the loggers is that it takes up a tank for an like, extended period of time, especially exactly. during the summer when you got that glycol that's sitting directly in the sun Yo, that yeah, it dude. could, like, shut off on us at any point in time where Bobby's having to, and like, leave at midnight. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> Bobby's going to have to leave his house at midnight to come over here and deal with that thing. Jeez. But, no, like, like, we're, like, the new pills, for instance, like, you know, that was just traditional German lagering. That's there was nothing, nothing special to that other than like doing really something cool German style. There, but. Yeah, but the thing with doing lagers is it's really, really, it's extremely difficult to hide a flaw. Yeah, and that's exactly. what we're trying to get better at is we can also do the traditional stuff while yeah. doing like a ten percent juicy IPA like we just did with Rally Cab. Right. Um, which we're. I'm pretty sure that beer's gonna be bitching. Like, when's that coming out? I wanna say maybe two weeks. We just just brewed it last weekend. Okay, all right, yeah, okay. It's already sitting at like 10%. It's, it's, yeah, nice. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, but one beer that I'm super excited about that I'm, when I was in Denver, one of the best beers I ever had, best beer I've had this entire year was uh, Tamave number 13 at Beerstad Locker House. And I was like, man, it just blew me away. I'm like, dude, I have to make this beer. Like, we have to somehow fit this in the schedule. Yeah. So we have Tamave that's coming out probably the week after July 4th. And man, like, it's already tasting like crazy good. Out of, man, I'll go get you a taster of it. It's tasting great out of the boat okay. already. I'm excited and, about that. Oh, man. <laughs> dude, uh, you get the nice chocolate note to it. But, um, you know, those type of styles where not too many breweries are even like touching, like, like I gotta give a lot of respect to Agile. Agile is doing a lot of like Dude. stuff that is two style and it's being executed like without like a flaw. I mean, right. Keith's doing great stuff over there. He is. If, um, if someone is unsure or like if someone has a certain style they want, you can go to Agile and it's on that board. You're gonna find it and it's yeah. gonna be good. Dude, <laughs> uh, even like uh, what they did, like Rosette, that was just yeah. Like, it was only like 3% ABV, but it had like nothing but full body. It didn't even taste like it was 3%. It could have been like easily a 6% beer. Right. It's like, man, it's right. crazy. But anyway, no, like we, we've been really excited the past like, you know, five months. Like we've just been like getting at it, brewing beer, brewing the beers that we want to brew while also brewing like what the market actually dictates us to brew. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously we do like crazy stuff with the sours, which, you know, if I'm being honest, it's not necessarily my cup of tea. But uh, we we just have to get like super creative with it. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean for sure. Like I I love sours. I used to not really care for sours, and then I started finding. And this goes back to the Pelican House days. There was a bartender there that introduced me to a Duchess, and after I had that, I was like, okay, so this is what a sour tastes yeah. like. Yeah. He's like, every time you come in here and you want a sour, I've got you covered because they had like 165 taps or right. some craziness like that. And that slowly got me to the point where I want to, there's not a sour I've had so far that has been to the point where it's been too sour. Like, I like that pucker, oh, that puckeriness. Like, I want it yeah. as yeah, sour were, as I could possibly get. There was a time there where, like, sour was kind of synonymous with wild fermentation. Yeah. And when you get wild fermentation, you get that gym sock smell. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> kind of that dill pickle kind of taste. Right. And right. it's completely different, but yeah. a lot of people just, you know, understood that to be sour so whenever yeah. all these really fruity like tart type beers start yeah. coming out and you're like hey we got this sour they're like oh hell no man i've had that stuff before I'm not, i don't want to touch it yeah and they're in their mind they're thinking gym sock <laughs> in yeah. reality it's a snowball in a cup right? exactly yeah the fruit the fruit <laughs> candy, sour you know, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah 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 fruited sours i feel like just open it and and I, I wouldn't even I don't even know if you call, you can call that a true sour. It's like Berlin, Berlin of Ice. Would you use that or would, it, that, would you call? We, I mean, that's how we label thing, ours because much. just because we use such a heavy dose of wheat yeah. and oats in our stuff. Um, but I mean, sours also include goza. So yeah, yeah. Um, which I, again, I, I'm in the same uh, same camp with Brad. I don't drink the sour. I don't. Uh, I mean, I drink them enough to taste them and make sure they taste good. Um, but as far as like sitting down to drink a pint or continuously drinking any of them I don't care for them uh, 
But uh, I respect the style. I respect the people like him, and I. I respect the shit out of it, that it brings more customers in to like it's bringing more people into craft beer who is not going to drink craft beer. Absolutely. Um, and then you and you see, I mean, and they won't stick with just the sour. Like you'll never see people. I, I guess you can't say never, but whenever people start coming in, they start warming up to the sours and stuff, and they start dabbling into these other styles. And it's like, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. And I, I see that a lot with people saying, I don't like dark beer. <clears throat> and I always tell them, like, dark is just a color, bro. Like, yeah, it's not a flavor. It's not. It's not it's a not anything. Everybody thinks it's so, they're, they're heavy right. beers. Yeah, exactly. It's not well, a body deal. It, it's just a color. Yeah, I it's can't drink a Guinness. Color. It's too heavy. Guinness is one of the lightest beers in the world. And that's what I tell everybody. Like, Guinness <laughs> is light as shit. What are yeah, you talking it's, about? It's the nitrous cap that's in there when you right. open it. But, uh, that creates I mean, we, that. But we got the Brannigan, the, the you know the Irish Red. Like it's it's a pretty dark beer. Yeah. For the layman to look at, it's dark. I mean, and that, the, this Hamabi right there in front of you, that thing is dark as hell. But it's super light, super crisp. No, it's uncarbonated. So yeah, yeah. Get yeah. that in your brain right now. <laughs> it's still <laughs> lagering. It's, it's still lagering. Yeah. But uh, it still but yeah, it's coming out to look yeah. a beautiful beer. Like when it clears up and gets carbonated, it's gonna be amazing. It's not roasty. It's got that chocolate note to it. Oh man, man that's smooth. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the ro- it, it, the chocolate is definitely there, man. Yeah, and then when it comes to the IPAs, everybody's like, I don't like the hoppy stuff, and it's everybody equates hoppy with super bitter, right? Yeah. yeah. And the New Englands have totally changed that whole thing, and that's now we've got good. the we've got the cold IPA that's a lager, <laughs> but it's hoppy, and yeah, so that's gonna ch- I think that's gonna change a lot of opinions too, the yeah. whole cold yeah, IPA, IPO thing. It's, it's crazy. Things. I mean. People like us that drink beer, I mean, we hear IPA, we know what we're expecting at this point, but there is still a pretty significant bit of people that hear IPA and they're thinking pine cone. They're thinking IBU war, like who can get the most IBU? You should be the most bitterest beer on the planet. It's going to be horrible. And then. (laughs) Brian opens up his beer. Step Brewers. (laughs) Step Brewers. One of my favorite beers of all time. So what's what's this one, bud? You brought two out here. so. So that is our collaboration with Cypress Coast. Ah, okay, yeah, with so Justin Myers over there and Caleb. Love Justin. Dude, those guys. Uh, uh, and Caleb. Caleb's good dudes here. As, as much as I love Rally Cap and what they do, I feel like Cypress Coast sometimes gives them a run for the money sometimes, on those IPAs, yeah. man. They, they, they know what and, they're doing, man. And just like on any of their beers, really, they, they do a really good job. Justin and Caleb are just crushing it over there. Golly. So that's a cold IPA. Okay. So... Explain so, for anyone who doesn't know what a cold IPA is. So a cold IPA is actually an IPA that's made with a lager yeast that's fermented a little bit cold. So so that that beer, actually, you know, I, I'm going to toss this to Bobby because Bobby and Justin were actually the masterminds behind that beer. Okay. But uh, I think the only input I had on it was doing the Chinook Salvo, which is uh, uh, an oil it's a, it's a CO2 extracted uh, oil from Chinook Hop, which is one of my favorite hops. But uh, that beer, to That's me, nice, it tastes like peach rings and gum, pineapple gummy bears. It's pretty so basically super you think about, I get the pineapple. Basically, sure, you think yeah. about it. And a New England, so it's like, so IPL is, you know, an IPA, but fermented with lager yeast, right? right? I think the cold IPA, where it differentiates, because... It's pretty much the same thing, right? But where I think they differentiate is it's kind of like a hazy IPA that you want to be a more tropical. It's not super clarified, but it's also fermented with a lager yeast. It's going to be nice and crisp, nice and cool. Yeah. But also having those big punches of hops, not super bitter. And I think that I think that's where it's coming in. It's not even a light. It's like seven percent alcohol, 10%, so it's not even really. Yeah. So, yeah. so once it's carbonated, like beer. Yeah, once yeah. it's carbonated and ready to rock, man, I think that beer's gonna be a winner. I think all it is is pilsner and flaked rice. That's the entire grand bill. That's all. It is. Wow. Did you put any like care pills or anything? Yeah, no, 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 no. I think it was just pilsner and flaked rice. That's it. But hops are a star of that show, man. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That's we use that really um, tasty. Yeah, that, uh, that yeah. oil extract hops, that stuff's really cool too, man. Yeah. Oil extract hops, that's, that, I would think that's good. That's bringing uh, maybe a stronger hop profile to yeah. it because it's liquefied, so you, right. I guess you're getting more of a concentrated. Right. So think, that. so think think when they're doing that wax with the weed, it's the, the mm-hmm. wax. Stuff. It, it's pretty I don't much, know what you're talking about. I'm not familiar with the wax. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, because all the flavor from a hop is coming from the oil anyway. Yes, exactly. So what they're doing is you're just extracting the oils. Wow. And, so you get no vegetable material. Your, yeah. your yield is better. Um, 
you get a big ass bunch of hops in there. Yeah. Is that something you guys think you'll be using more of? Oh, we, oh, use, we use you. it a good we little bit. We use it all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh. Uh, we use the Incognito a little bit more, which is a little more expensive. Um, but uh, with the Salvo, it's it's limited on the uh, on the, the, the style of hops they have right now. Yeah. Whereas the Incognito, it widens it up with all the citrus and the mosaics and all that. So obviously you want to use all the, the sexier hops for that. For sure. So when they start branching out, it would be nice because that salvo is way cheaper than the damn incognito. <laughs> that shit, that shit comes in like a military ration oh, yeah, yeah, from yeah. like World War II, man. Wow, bro. <laughs> it's, like, well, it's just a big, and it's not, it's, not even a, it's not even a silver can. It's like got a golden brass tint to it. Yeah. So it's like it's real old school. It looks ghetto as shit. Like yeah. it literally looks army issue. So like as opposed <laughs> to using the, the, the actual sexy hops, where they're like you know they're like two hundred bucks for uh, a, a one kilogram thing that. That will dose a five five barrel batch of beer. Yeah, you have something that's super concentrated. Fifty bucks for like a ration can, and you may use like how much did you use? It wasn't that? much, dude. Yeah. It wasn't much at all. So um, it's like maybe fifty grams. Yeah, we, we probably we probably threw away more than we used. Yeah, but but once it was open, it was like, what you gonna do with it? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, you gotta do something with it. I don't know. And if it and a fifty dollar ingredient that we can get half of it out of it, like yeah, because. Because you know, beer ain't cheap. Beer, ain't beer cheap. making ain't cheap. But no, especially when, nowadays, every, the price of everything is going up, and I'm yeah. assuming that's affecting you guys. Oh, with, absolutely. Oh, with yeah. everything, dude. Yeah, we've had to switch suppliers. We, so. we haven't gone up on prices. We haven't gone up on prices. That's a big, to, that's a big deal. Yeah. We're trying to not compromise quality, and uh, proximity has been a really good partner yeah. to us so far. So. Um, yeah, their their refs have been very very helpful, giving us discounts and stuff. I was like, man, you give me a discount? Wow, I didn't you know they deserve that. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, they're f facilitating collabs with us and all kind of stuff. Yeah, like, man, nice. Yeah, nice. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Alex got a beer. Finally, I'm very happy that Alex got him a beer. <laughs> what are you drinking over there, Alex? The new pills. The new pills. I, that's what I had earlier. Yeah. I'm about to try this red cream soda. That's, the, it, that's nectar. This is the nectar? Oh, okay. The nectar. I just figured because of the color. Well, they're the same. Okay. Actually, the red cream soda is darker. The nose on this thing is nice. I mean, it's, it's a nectar snow. It's literally a nectar snowball. It's exactly what it is. It's nectar snowball oh, man, stuff that's good. that we get that they make snowballs out of. And it was, you know, hey. It, it, was, it was cheap to use. It wasn't necessarily easy to maneuver with, but... Uh, you know, maybe we need we need to read the instructions next time. I heard the brew floor, <laughs> brew floor back there might be a little stained. Yeah, that was a fun Friday night. Yeah, yeah. I always read the label. That's really good. I like that though. Actually, when we when Bobby first does those things, he sends me a picture. He's like, man, like. There's blood all over like the brewery and floor. So like, like, like a fucking murder it. It scene. It looked insane. Bitch. <laughs> so you still got that picture? Sure, Chuck. Yeah, that shit looked, it looked like a fucking murder scene. Yeah. CSI Gilla. Yeah. Over here. No shit. It's crazy. I want to definitely see this picture. So you talk about a rally cap collaboration. You talk about the Cypress Coast collaboration. Is there anyone else lined up? in the future that you guys are going to collaborate with or any any breweries around that you want to collaborate with that you haven't yet oh damn so like we're we're meeting with grain creation on wednesday which i'm pretty sure we're going to get a collab out of that it's like i wouldn't say it's a given at this yeah. point but i mean that's like yeah it's kind of like that's kind of like what brewers do they just like drink beer and be like yeah let's make this all right cool. yeah we uh we did the collab with we did the collab here with Zony Mash right before the pandemic, and yep. we never got to go there and do anything with them. That'd be that'd be really cool. That would yeah. be cool. Mitch and those guys, man, they, they do some good stuff down there. I love, I love the, the the day Mitch came here was the day that Neil Pert from Rush died. Oh man! I'm like, man, that was like the worst. It felt like you should do a Rush beer. Yeah, <laughs> we, we should probably do a Rush beer. That beer we did with them was great too. Yeah, that was wine. The wine, used the wine and yeah. 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 So it's kind of like one of the inspirations for the Gucci Ghetto that we did. Yeah. But anyway. Um. <laughs> Good Lord, I'm seeing, looking at the pictures right now. It literally looks like y'all yeah. put someone in there and it's like. Blood on There's blood everywhere. That is insane. Yeah. Oh, and, and see where it's all touching the wood? Yeah. yeah. All that wood's still red. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, That's not no matter going how anywhere. much we're playing, like, yeah. That's and, not going anywhere. And the, the tank under the blueberry, there's nice big blue stains on that. So it's, <laughs> yeah. The joys of brewing. So, Grand Creations, definitely. Um, definitely agile. I'm going to yeah. reach out to Keith. Keith was already like, yeah, let's do it, man. Oh, Keith, Keith will 
do it in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keith, Keith was here the night we opened. Just really? Just be like, yeah, I know. Nice. I'm proud of you, man. Like, All right, that's awesome. Thank Hell you. Hell yeah. That's Him great. and Bruce. Uh, oh, really? You know, okay. you know Bruce, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bruce and is Alex good. And Rally Kappa. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so the Rally Cap was brewed here? Yes. So y'all go over there next? Technically, the Rally Cap beer was. <laughs> that Rally Cap so, beer yeah. might have been the first collab we did. That was the first collab we did uh, over there. The IPA yeah. with them, yeah. That was the, oh, ro- yeah. the Rose Goes in the Front. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so the name of the beer that we're putting out is Gorilla Ball, which Al can explain that in more detail because I don't know jack shit about baseball. He knows. He yeah. knows I, I, know what that mean. I know what that means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't. That was, that was just too easy. With the you got a baseball theme brewery, you yeah. got a brewery that's you know like a gorilla. Exactly. I mean, and we're right outside of Baton Rouge. Yeah, that and that made all the sense. World to call it that. Together, yeah. Yeah, just like the one they just did with Port Orleans Chin Music. It's just like yeah. that. I understand that that term as well. I'm not a big baseball fan either, Brad. Yeah. But there's a few things I pick up on. And uh, <laughs> I really want to. I really, really, really want to go back and brew because now that Jeremy's over, that Jeremy is an outstanding brewer. Yeah. It's outstanding. So, um, you know, he just, they just like released that Saison. I'm like, it's, it. it's Bruh, really good. It's it's next level good, man. Like, that, it gives like Saison DuPont for one of its money. So, I was actually texting him yesterday. I was like, hey, man, we're, we're going to make a uh, Saison in like two or three weeks, man. Yeah. What, what you tip? Got any tips? But, like, your, your boy from, uh, uh, what was it? <laughs> what was that movie? Um, Tropic Thunder? It's like any oh, yeah. tips? Yeah. Uh-huh. Shred it like a Julian Salad. <laughs> any tips? Yeah, but no, no. Um, I was super excited when I heard Jeremy was going to Tin Roof because when he was originally at a Struma, I did a podcast over there. Yeah. And he brought out a bunch of beers, and I was just like, with this location and these beers, this brewery is going to be freaking crazy. And then shit happened, and then he left. And I was just like, this dude just sitting around, like, not being utilized. Right. He's that good. So when I heard he went to Tin Roof, I went over there and did a little podcast with him and and had some of the beers that he had his hands on yeah. as opposed to, like, some that was just still there from the previous brewers. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, he, he – I had a chocolate raspberry IPA. What? That looked like a, like a regular IPA. Was it a white chocolate? Was that the white chocolate one? Yes. Okay. And All dude, right. I had that one. That was pretty good. It was nuts. Like, yeah. it was, it was insane. I'm like, I'm looking at it. and I'm going, how am I getting these flavors with? If I was looking at this beer, like it just made no sense. But that just goes to show you how good Jeremy is. Yeah. But that saison is money. Yeah, I really like it. It's really, really good. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're letting him be in charge and let, let him do his thing as opposed to like kind of holding him back and being like no we've been doing this this way like they allowed him to change the recipe for voodoo which is a gold medal winning yeah, beer yeah. which i was just like all right voodoo wasn't bad to begin with like no i don't know why you want to change it, but fine and then i had the version that came out that he changed the recipe on i was like okay <laughs> I don't need to go get that because I haven't had that one yet. Yeah, it's out in the market. So, like, the, ver- the 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 ones that are out in cans and on draft anywhere, that's the new recipe, and it's really good. Yeah, I remember when we uh, when we when we brewed here, he told us he, they, they changed the recipe up, and it's like it's much better. It's yeah. He said it was just minor tweaks, but uh, his own, you know, put his own little stamp on it. And, yeah. And that's all you can do, especially with a staple beer like that. I mean, you're, right. you're not going to change the whole damn thing. No. Especially with an award-winning beer that's been in the market for a long time. But if you can put your stamp on it and make it slightly elevated, man, that's that's the way to go. Because I mean, that's how you're gonna chug out a good beer. I mean, you're not gonna change a good beer into a, a fantastic beer overnight. No. So if you could just make these little tweaks and figure it out, I mean, gnarly Bali with their juice for is a great example of that. Yeah. yeah. Like they released that beer because that beer was something else before it was juice for, right? Yeah. Uh, and then it became something else. I, it was called something else. And then initially, it was, was it Brightside? I think. So. Yes. Yeah. Is Bright that the side. one that had the cactuses on it? Or yeah, that was Brightside. Yeah. It was Brightside, yeah. and then they tweaked some things and, and changed the recipe a little bit. And now, uh-huh. Gnarly yeah. Barley is what they are. Exactly. Because of that beer. Yeah. I mean, not to denigrate anything else they're doing because all that beer is great. But, right. But yeah, no one can deny that freaking juice for. Yeah, I mean, paying their goddamn bills. Oh, they'll, they'll <laughs> tell you that in a heartbeat. That juice yeah. was keeping the lights on over there for sure. I mean. Same thing with Ghost with Parish when that yeah. when that blew up. I mean that was the beer everybody wanted. Yeah. So they, 
don't know if Andrew would happily tell you that that was the best beer they make because his favorite beer at his own brewery is the Pilsner. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like he's not a big IPA guy. He likes the Pilsner. Right. So, but there's no denying that that beer made Parish what it is now. Right. So, and I, I, one of the beers that you guys brew that I truly, in my opinion, and you can tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> My favorite beer that you guys do is Sin City. Okay, that's I a good beer. I love that beer. It's a good beer. Like, for 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 that style, I mean, the first time I had it, I was just like, holy shit! Yeah, like good. these dudes have dialed it in. This is it. This is the this is the fucking beer. <laughs> this is the beer I will put up against a ghost any goddamn day and be like, you know what? Okay, I will nice. take I will take that beer. I had a lot of people say that that was comparable to DDH Ghost because we we uh, really uh, we we dry up the shit out of that beer. But um, again, like you know, we're on a small scale like that. When you dry hop to certain degrees, like you really only get so much left out of it. Yeah. But yeah, no, like the first go at Sin City was outstanding. Before the anniversary version, because the, ver- the anniversary version we actually tried DDH. Yeah. And uh, the way we try to get around that was we try to use uh, not cryo, we use Lupamax hops. And the problem with the Lupamax and the regular T90 is that the T90, the vegetal matter, actually gives the body transformation, the haze, the beer. When you actually use Lupamax, you're you're just getting the oils from it. It's not really providing that haze. So, you know, to all the people out there that complain about the price of IPAs, just know (laughs) that you lose about 30% of the batch on a regular dry hop beer. If you're doing a double dry hop beer, yeah. easily half the batch. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the things that kind of annoys me when a brewery releases a beer, like a four-pack of an IPA or something. Yeah. It's like 18 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever. It's like, man, that's fucking expensive for a beer. I won't pay that for four. I'm like, do you know how much money it costs this brewery to it's make this outs- beer? It's uh, atrocious. Like, I mean, outside of loss, like he was talking about, the cost... I mean, every, everybody's seen so much cheap, man. People don't yeah, understand and, every, and everybody's seen the way cost right. goes up. And then you get somebody that's like... insane. Yeah, you get somebody that's like, that's why I drink Budweiser. There ain't no hops in Budweiser. Motherfucker, there's hops in there's every hops beer every you beer. drink. There's hops in every like, beer. You're just that. Uh, non our sours, though. Non our sours. But if I, you're drinking a Budweiser or like all that, right. like that, there's hops in that beer. Right. So, yeah, not only is just cost going up, but yeah, he's talking about the loss, like... It's it's crazy. Like when you're kegging the beer, and you can be as diligent as you want as you want. It's like dropping the hops out so you can get the max yield. And then when you get down to that, like on our on our level, we get down to that three and a half barrel level. And when you start like, oh shit, we're out of beer now. That's all we're getting. Yeah. Because like out of a five barrel batch, you get three and a half barrels. It's like, yeah, you lose a lot, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. And when you talk about how much money you're gonna get out of three extra kegs of beer if we sold it in draft. And we're losing that on the. I mean, that, that's just what it is. Yeah. Everybody's doing that. I mean, right. we, t- we talked with Kevin when we did the uh, the collab. That their their percentage on loss is the same thing. Yeah. So it's across the board. Everybody loses on that. So okay. yeah, when you're talking about it, these aggressively hopped IPAs, whether it's Trillium or Treehouse or whoever the hell yeah. it is, they are experiencing the same damn loss as everybody else. Is. Exactly. So. The seventh time when they're brewing Juice Sport, yeah. yeah, they're brewing on 15 barrels. They're literally going 11 and a half, 12 barrels in canning. They're, they're, like, that's how many barrels they're losing. No. That's easily, insane. you know, yeah, it's nuts, man. Did you guys try their uh, triple double that they did oh, in Celestial? Dude, it sounds awesome because they use that Nectaron and all that. Yeah. It was fantastic. I was up in Shreveport, well, I was up in Ruston visiting my kid last month and got there a day early and decided I wanted to go to Shreveport and I was going to Seven Tap and go to Gray Raft. Well, of course, the night I want to go to Seven Tap, they're doing a private event. <laughs> so oh, this is a great place, too. Like, and Jose's is. like, hey, man, if you come early, like, you can come before the party starts. Yeah. And I was like, what time is it starting? Because it starts at 4. I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be there on time. I'll let you know. So I yeah. ended up leaving late, and traffic was terrible. So I got into into Ruston at 3.30. Yeah. And said, hey, man, I'm just getting to my Airbnb. Like, I, I'm not gonna make it. I was like, I'm gonna go to Great Raft. I know y'all are right down the road. If you want to, if you get a chance to leave and come by, that's where I'll be. So I get to Great Raft. I'm talking with Andrew over there. I get a beer, and he texts me. He goes, Hey man, the party actually doesn't start till six. And I was like, Okay. It was like, I just got to Great Raft. Like, let me have a couple beers to talk with Andrew, and I'll try to get over there. And I'm sitting in the bar talking to Andrew, and I feel a tap on my shoulder, and it's Jose, and he's got a four pack of the triple double for me. And I'm just like. That beer is fantastic, dude. It's so good. Like when it comes to like breweries that have 
been like welcomed with open arms. Like, man, I couldn't tell you like the hospitality those dudes showed us. Those guys are great, uh, man. Jose, Sam, um, and Colby. Yeah. Dude. Top notch dudes, man. Dude, and just their spot alone, like, I'm so jealous of what they got. Yeah, I got to drive by <laughs> it and see it. I didn't get to stop by, and, but and, and everything, nice about it, everything about it is perfect. Like, they have a huge ass yard. Oh, man. Yeah. Their brewery is beautiful. Yeah. The tap room's awesome. Outstanding. Like, they, they, they got to go there, bro. They did it. Yeah. Right. Those they guys have been going at it and preparing for that forever, too. Yeah. Right. I mean, they were, I remember the first time I tried their beer was at, um, when, when they were still doing Iron Brewer, the homebrew uh, competition. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they had it at Tin Roof, and that was that was probably 2015, maybe. I was working the tap room yeah. there. And that was the last one, I think, until they, like, then they had all the rules God, and shit, but they couldn't do it. Yeah, they they <laughs> they had the biggest crowd, and then I remember just seeing them here and there, and I just when I, when I saw that they were finally open, I was like, man, that's great. Like, because they've just been going at it for so long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those those guys are all great. I can't wait to get back up there and go check out the facility because I felt bad. And, and Jose just kept apologizing. Man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. Have to apologize. Me, yeah, yeah, private yeah, party in your book. Like yeah, yeah. this was the. Unfortunately, this was the only time I could be up here. But you know, with my my son being up in Ruston for college, I'll be back up there. You know, and he's, he's staying there this summer, uh, working. Miss him and his buds just got an apartment, so I'll definitely be back up there this summer. Uh, depending with gas prices, we'll see. But <laughs> be taking company vehicles, so they'll they'll pay for the gas and not not me. But uh, ooh, that's pretty. I like that. Jesus, I wish this was. I should be doing this on YouTube so everybody can look at it. Uh, so something I've, I was asking on the podcast for a while, and I've kind of gotten away to it, gotten away from it. But I want to get back to it. Is when I'm talking to anybody from a brewery i'm always curious of what's in their fridge like what do they go home and drink that's not their own beer so alex since you haven't been on here in forever i'm gonna start with you like what's your like what's in your fridge what's your go-to when you get home from so, a 24-hour work shift <laughs> honestly my go-to is just to come here <laughs> it's the easiest thing to do but as, as far as what's in my fridge i don't i don't go to the store and buy beer anymore like i just I'm, I'm normally it's just picking it up at a brewery I go to, and gotcha. most recently was uh, we went to an Astros baseball game and picked up a bunch of beer in Houston. So I'm still working my way through that. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, other than that, I've uh, I finally put a dent on my big barrel aged stout collection. Ooh man! So I've, I've been stocking up recently, trying to get that back up to par. My favorite style is barrel aged stouts. Okay. I am a huge it's, barrel aged stout. Yeah, I've, my introduction to craft beer years ago was stouts. Same. And it is still just my favorite. Like, what was your first stout? It was Samuel Smith's Oatmeal Stout. Oh, at, wow. At, classic, man. At, at the classic. chimes. And I, I remember this was like, I mean, the, the real introduction to craft beer was Abita. I mean, Abita for, for like, most everyone. Like, I mean, it, it, it went from Miller Lite to Abita, and then from there it was like, well, this stuff's great. Uh, you know, I'll try anything. And I went to the Chimes one night, and I just remember seeing it on the menu, and I, I mean, knew nothing about craft beer at this point. Yeah. And I said, what in the hell is an oatmeal stout? <laughs> so I said, just bring it to me. And I, they brought out that thing, and it was just solid black. And I was like, <laughs> what I was did like, I just yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell did I get? Yeah, what is this? And then Other I tried beer, it, and I was, like, yeah. I was like, dude, this is amazing. And within a few months, I was home brewing. I mean, it was, nice. you know, it was, I was hooked from that point on. My first stout was Old Rasputin. Your first time. Uh, first yeah, dude, after that, I was just like, <laughs> good good God, like what is this? Wow. Like, it was like a whole new world. Yeah. I, was like, I mean, I still love that beer. I mean, dude, I, I, that's that was your go-to. But for your first oh, out, first Jesus out, dude. Christ, that's a. I think it was that, and then the next one I, I tried there, because <laughs> me, so me and Ross, when we were doing our old podcast, we were doing. Uh, it was me and my big mouth was doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. So we had a segment called Big Mouth Beer of the Week. So we'd each go get, we'd go to Calandro's and get some beers and then go podcast. So it was like the next stop that I had after Old Rasputin was Old Engine Oil. 
which I mean that's just straight up just yeah. like it, it's literally engine oil. Yeah. <laughs> it's the crowbar of stouts. Yeah, dude. And I was just like <laughs> sludge, sludge, like, sludge. Yeah, I was like, this is this is the only beer I want to drink. This is it. Like, I, this is all that I want. <laughs> all right, Brad, your turn. Oh, what beers are in your fridge? What's your go-to like when you get home? That's not a Gila beer. All right. So what's in my fridge? All right. So I got some Medina Noches from. Uh, from Weldworks, okay, really Colorado. It's not like a necessarily go-to beer. I brought it for Bobby's birthday. Nice. Like, okay, <laughs> I may open up another one in like a year. Yeah. Um, surprisingly enough, I had the saison from Tin Roof, which that's an outstanding Solid beer. beer. Um, kind of one of those like really like underrated beers that not many people talk about, which I think is kind of a shame. Is the Mud and Don Diego? Dude, good, good beer, from, man. From Rally Cat. Yeah. Good yeah. beer. That was an outstanding. Oh, it's called Mud Dog. Yeah, dude. It's an out. It's a really good beer. It is, man. So, you know, that that's what I got in my fridge right now. Okay, I like Mud that. and Don Diego. All right, Bobby, your turn. What you got? I keep zero beer in my fridge. Shut up. I so, usually drink all the beer. So, here, so. again, like I said, like usually my go-to, and, and you know. Four nights out of the week, I'm here. Yeah. Um, so then when I go home, I mean, I'm, I'm not drinking. I'm, it's usually 7 o'clock. By the time I'm going home, it's time to hang out with the kids. But, like, I, I learned this lesson from Bill Burr. He says, you keep the devil at your house. So if I had a – like, so that's why I don't have any – like, I love bourbon. But, oh, I, but I don't have a bourbon collection because, I got again, a, I got a growing you got to keep, you gotta keep right the now. devil at your house because if it's in my face, I'm going to drink it. Fair so, enough. Uh, to, See, to, to stave off the problem that I think I already have, yeah. I keep it out of my house. So when it when it's time that like on Sundays when I'm home, I'm gonna be doing meal prepping and cooking and barbecuing. Yeah, I'll buy beer. Luckily, I live right next door to Pit Stop Exxon. I live right there by Cinema High School. Yeah, yeah. And they have outside of Harvest, they have by far the best beer selection in Central Paris. I've heard that. They rival they, and they rival Harvest. It's, wow. not, it's not even just outside of Harvest. It's they rival Harvest. Shout out selection. to Doc Dewey yeah, for that. Doc, that's, Doc that's kills it, bro. So, Speaking I, of Harvest, so uh, everything, I heard Jackie's coming back. I heard that. So, oh, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. So like all the, all the cool shit that Pelican's putting out, I have that a stone's throw from my house. That's convenient. You can't so, beat that. So when I need beer, I stop there. And it was like, I get I get with their, uh, the newest thing I got is the uh, the Hirsch Road from. Uh, it's a good beer. It's a right? beer, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Love that beer. Um, I'm trying to think what else, the last one I bought. Um, but like I said, I don't keep beer in my fridge because it, it just don't keep. <laughs> I'm going to drink it if it's in my face. Yeah, so. fair enough. My problem is I have so much beer in my fridge that I can't drink it fast enough. <laughs> and it's just like. And my roommate is scared to drink any of the beer in the fridge because I'm like, all right, these are for radio. These you can drink. But he'll forget what's what. So like earlier, before we started, he texted me. It was it was some of the beers, Brad, that you gave me for radio. And he was like, eh. he's like, can I drink this? I'm like, nope, that's radio beers. Don't touch that. I was like, there's also two gnarly barley beers you can't touch either. Everything else, you're good to go. But yeah, I, I don't go to stores and buy beer. If I'm buying beer, I'm buying it from a brewery. I'm gonna go there like on my weekends where I don't have my kids. I wanna like, I'm gonna go to Bayou Test. I'm gonna sit there all day. I'm gonna eat pizza and I'm gonna drink beers. And I'm gonna bring some stuff home. I've still yet to go to Bayou Test. Really? Dude, it's, it's the best cafe in the state. Yeah. To me personally, I, like, I, I hear that from everybody that goes there. The atmosphere is fantastic. Carlos is one of the the greatest people on the planet. Cajun saucer pizza is phenomenal. Yeah, and it's you just, will love their brew house. Yes. Yeah, dude. It's, it's so just, it's they get the grain spot. out. Their grain out is fully automated. Yeah. So further <laughs> fully to Carlos it. being a That's badass, beautiful. like right before all this stuff was going for the House Senate Committee, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever was going on. That dude called me personally. I, I didn't even know he had my number. So I'm over <laughs> at the Chimes hanging out with some old work folk from um, Albemarle's. And uh, all of a sudden it's like, not nah, Carlos. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? It's like, Brad from Gila? Yeah. Carlos from Biotech? What's going on, man? Why are you calling? So, yeah, anyway, he was telling me about the whole bill and everything. And, like, I didn't think he, I didn't expect him to go into as much detail as he did. But, in his defense, that, that motherfucker got, got it going on. Like, dude, he knows every single little thing that's going on. And that's what 
craft beer in Louisiana needs, and like they need more people like Carlos. Right, Carlos is the man. Carlos and Eric Avery over at Crying Eagle. Oh, that's another. Yeah, that's another dude. During cool for school. during all that stuff, trying to get those bills passed, trying to get them in there. Yeah. They were down here in Baton Rouge every single yeah. day, fighting to make sure those bills are getting to in the hands of people that need to see yeah. him and like move them forward. Not to mention, when we were first starting out, like. They literally rolled out the red carpet for us at Crying Eagle. Like, we were a little one-barrel nothing brewery. Yeah. This and was, yeah, this is like a month before we even opened. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's even out there at this like, point. Like, is this for somebody else? We, like made, yeah. <laughs> we were literally taking a dude trip to Houston. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, okay, before shit hits the fan. And uh, I can't speak anything other than highly than... Uh, crying Eagle. Yeah, um, Eric's I'm, great. That facility is yeah. amazing. Their tap room's awesome. Oh, it's outstanding. The food is really the good. The food, too. the food is really, so, really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that's probably the most world class brewery in Louisiana. I agree, dude. <laughs> it's extreme. It's very, very nice. It's 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 so, super nice. And, yeah, and yeah, Eric and and Carlos are people that will fight tooth and nail to make sure our craft breweries are respected and yeah. getting what they deserve here in the state. Absolutely. It, we need. We definitely need more of those those people. Another guy that's really, really good, and I don't know if, you, if y'all have ever uh, hung out with him or been up to his brewery, Rob Brewer at Flying Tiger. I, what a great dude, man. Met him a handful of times at guild meetings, but yeah. haven't ever made it to Flying Tiger. He's solid. I went. I got to go for my first time last week. Jay and I got brought up by the Tourism Bureau to do radio. We did uh, a show from Flying Tiger Brewery in top-notch facility, big yard area that they do live music and have all kind of events and stuff. But, man, he, another guy that's super passionate about craft beer and trying to grow the industry here in the state. Really good. I, I got some really good beers. From, I, I need to get with you guys. I've got a, their uh, barrel-aged milk stout. They did Willet Barrels. Wow. That is fucking mm, that delicious. Awesome. They, we, they, we opened up one. We finished Jay's show, and we did an impromptu ABV podcast. I'm like, y'all want a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. So we did that, and they had uh, a, their barrel-aged Saison that was really awesome as well. It's like, yeah, we only have a few of these bottles. So like, you know, we'll bring them out for y'all to, to t- try this stuff. Then we were packing up. They gave Jay and I a bottle of each to bring back. Mm-hmm. So I've got I've got both of those. And, like, we need to have a special podcast where we open those up and drink. Because that milk, like... You get that bourbon from that Willet barrel in that milk style, but you still get the chocolate, roasty, toasty notes, and like it's, it's fucking phenomenal. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so, final resting place from them. Is oh, still dude, yeah, dude, one of my favorite all-time Louisiana IPAs. Like, it's fantastic. Like still to this day, I still love that. They crushed that one. They just released, and I'm not a huge seltzer guy. I don't like seltzers at all. But they released a margarita seltzer called Just Add Tacos, like an eight percent seltzer. And dude, okay. it it straight up tastes like a like a margarita. That sounds mm. awesome. Like yeah. it's really good. I was shocked at how good it was. Yeah, we still haven't made that leap to the seltzer. Don't do it. Don't, I, I, I know. I'm, I'm very much against it, Chuck. But well, you see the dude over in Ocean Springs, the craft advisory. He's like, yeah, yeah. You know, we we make this whole thing seltzer, and you know we do this and do a couple pumps. Yeah, and, they don't you know, even hey. do, they don't do fruit in the fermenters. Like you could fruit your beer at the bar, so they have their they have their okay. seltzer base, and they have this, add whatever fruit you want. They have to like it. twenty different little pumpers and like whatever you want. They have a pickle one. Ugh, gross. No, yeah, he, he says it does well. I hate Everybody loves pickles. Bro. I don't get I don't it. Understand I don't. Joey Cavalier, you probably like pickles. He does like pickles. Yeah, not a, not. A, I don't hate pickles. If like I'm eating a burger and there's pickles on, I'll eat it. But like my roommate will drink straight up pickle juice out of the jar. I'm like, you wait. Oh, I have drank I have drank no pickle way. juice before, but it's no. only because it's like I gotta go to work and I'm super hungover. I need something. I got suckered into doing pickleback shots. At Zach Tiger Tavern? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. oh my god. That, that's that's half it the was, reason why I can't go to Tiger Tavern. Yeah. That dude will he won't let you leave sober. It was no, you can't leave sober. You'll get zapped is what I call it. I was there when Trim Tab first rolled into town with Pelican. They were doing a release party, so I was like, I'm gonna stop by, meet the guys from Trim Tab, talk to them and stuff, have a couple beers. He, Zach is passing out trays of pickleback shots. And you don't tell Zach no. If he offers you something, you just take it. Right, right. And he kept on doing that for the entire night. We were 
fucking hammered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah probably one of the most hospi- uh, hospitable dudes ever. Like, oh, dude, Zach's yeah, Zach's he's cool yeah. as shit. And but yeah, he was just poor drinks. Like, your throat is like, come on, dog. Like, yeah. I ain't gonna drive far, yeah, but I do was, have to drive. This was a Wednesday <laughs> night. Like, I had to go to work the next day, and then trim, the trim tab guys were going were gonna be at Mid Mid City Beer Garden. So like, we left the radio show, and I went over there, and one of the main guys was like. Bro, I am struggling. I'm like, you're struggling. <laughs> I'm still struggling. Like, fuck that. Bro, can we go to Waffle House or something? Yeah, dude. I was just like, I mean, I could barely, like, good thing I only live like five minutes down the road. I was that's there. what I'm saying. I mean, I'm right here by the Summer High School, so I'm not far, but it's like, yeah. that's far enough. It's far enough, for sure. <laughs> Well, guys, thank y'all for for having the podcast here. This is oh, this has been great. We need to do this more often, just hanging out and catching up with you guys, and having some beers. Indeed. Next time, I'll, I'll bring some stuff I have from the house. And we'll, like, not that I'm knocking y'all's beers because sure, y'all's man. beers are fantastic. Yeah. But like, we'll bring some other stuff, and we can do like a little bottle share or something like that. I would love that. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Alex is pouring him another beer. This, this dude needs all the beer he can so he gets some sleep tonight. Well, and, we'll, uh, yeah. and, that, and we're, like, like we said, we're meeting with a grand creation uh, tomorrow, so yeah, yeah maybe uh, we can schedule a, a little collab podcast. That'd be great. I talked to those yeah. guys about doing a podcast there. They were down for it, so like, yeah, you're, you're gonna love them, dude. I mean, both those cats are from music. Um, yeah. They're all from the same same school we all come through, so you're, you're really going to dig them, dudes. They're really into beer, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited cool for it, for sure. Uh, is there anything you guys want to plug before we uh, we sign off? No, I just think, like, one cool story about Baton Rouge sure. craft beer. So, I moved here from New Orleans in 2015, and I had absolutely no friends here. So, I worked, from a, I worked at a place around the corner from L.A. Homebrew, Mm-hmm. So how my craft beer journey began in Baton Rouge is I went to L.A. Homebrew. I met Keith, and then like maybe not even two months later, I met Alex. Then we went to Zaps. I met Alex through Zaps. Yeah. Then I also met Jeremy through Redstick Brewmasters. Okay. We were at the same. Um, they used to. Well, it's like every first Thursday of every month they do something at George's on Southside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, the stick yeah, 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 yeah. The Red Stick yeah. Brewmasters meeting. So uh, I met Jeremy when he brought his saison, and I brought the blood orange wit that you see like on there. Yeah. And I remember Charlie Mylon, who's like the. Oh, I, I know Charlie. Oh my God. <laughs> Charlie was the guy that created the Turner <laughs> recipe for Tin Roof. Okay, really? Was he? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, he is a uh, uh, two-style enthusiast. So, he, he butchered my wit beer <laughs> and praised Jeremy Saison wow. at the same time. So, what, what's comical is that, you know, we, we were both unknown at the time, and I, I still consider myself unknown. But, uh, you know, I met him through Red Stick Brewmasters. I met Jeremy through Red Stick Brewmasters. I met Bobby... When he was at Southern Craft, yeah, and it's kind of, it, I think it's kind of cool, like how we're all kind of forging our own path in Baton Rouge craft beer. So um, hopefully that makes sense. No, it does make sense. <laughs> but yeah, you guys are killing I'm drinking it. a lot. So. No, that, that, fair enough. Yeah, uh, you guys are putting out really great beer. I was super happy to see Bobby here as well because oh, I, I met Bobby through my buddy Ross. And when you got to Southern Craft, you were doing some stuff over there, and I could tell the difference in the beer, but by that time, it was just the writing on, was on the wall for Southern Craft. So for you to come here was like, I, that that pumped me up a lot. Not that the beer needed a boost because the beer was good already, but like to have you here just enhanced it even more. So, yeah, you guys keep doing what you're doing. I need to send the city back, so get that on the board. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, we have, we we have an anniversary coming up in a Yay. few months, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, nugs and something else. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, we'll do, maybe we'll get back together and do something for the anniversary. Or like, anytime y'all want a podcast, just let me or know. Or we could do a it. collab with the ABV podcast. I am 100% down with that. Yeah. I've already done one with Cypress Coast. Let's like let's do one with Gillen. That'd be great. I'm hey, trying to... You guys have anything? I've been pushing one for Rally Cap for a while. I wanted to do a white chocolate peppermint bark stout for Christmas. So well, we, we talked about we talked about y'all talking about them doing the carrot cake beer the whole time, and it never come to fruition. I was no, like, I was super excited about that carrot cake beer. Nobody ever wanted to do it. Look, we could do a carrot cake beer. I'm down if y'all are down with that. If y'all want to do something gimmicky like that, or we could do something like old school, like just a like fucking. I'm down with whatever. Like let's 
I mean, we'll, we'll discuss more after this podcast is over. Maybe go, go big or go home. That's it. I like it. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm screaming. There you go. Guys, make sure you're following Gil on all social media to keep up with what's going on here at the, at the taproom. Speaking of which, let's run that down real quick. Nightly, what's happening here on the taproom? Uh, so Monday, uh, buy one, get one free crowlers on on limited limited uh, stuff, depending okay. on what, what our inventory is. Uh, Tuesday is always $10 flight night, so uh, four, four ounce pours of whatever you want, $10. Uh, Wednesday is always trivia. We always have a food truck, uh, which is always open smoke. Yes. Wednesday is our trivia that's hosted by my wife, who is the oh, best nice. trivia host you <laughs> yes, will she ever great. experience. She's pretty there good. You go. There you go. Okay. And she's doing it for free. Wow, that's look. That's she's great. Tip that woman when you're here doing <laughs> trivia. Give her some yeah. tips. Th- Thursday is our new beer release. Um, so every week we release a new beer every single week. Uh, it's always a release on Thursdays. Friday food truck. It's a Friday night, so come out. Yeah, yeah. Beer. Saturday same thing. We always have a food truck during the day. Um, Sunday is Sunday fun day. We have Jeep days. Uh, from, I don't think it's every Sunday, but we have it's a like Jeep a new day. It's like the second Sunday of the month or something, something like, like that, that uh, maybe. The, the first Sunday of the month. I know the second Thursday of the month we're doing the comedy show. Dude, the comedy I saw show. That. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. It, man. We yeah. Had, it was great. I left before and I'm like, I'm a, a fucking dumbass. I was, I was freaking the lunchbox like, comedy. The Joe lunchbox Cavalier. comedy. It was, it was yeah. insane. Like, I had and I saw you know when they did the the South 73 uh, lunchroom. Yeah. They they did good. They packed their house. I didn't get to go, but uh, but then they showed up here early on Thursday last week, and I was so impressed. Like, dude, that's awesome. It was it wasn't bullshit comedy. It was like yeah, they, they it was like comedy you would pay. It was like, comedy you would pay for. Yeah, right. Like, it was great. Okay. It well, I mean, great. even even the uh, the amateur hour, was, you know, still pretty good. It was. But man, those, yeah, those so guys. I'm hopeful for that to be really cool. hilarious. Hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. That, that, uh, people are always looking for something to do in the summer if they're not like at the beach or whatever. So like to have something like that, everybody loves a good stand-up comedian. So like, you got some good talent here doing that. That's gonna yeah, draw them in. Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff seems Vance, to be a real, I don't know, no, a he, real go-getter. Like that he, name he sounds familiar. Familiar. Jeff Vance, yeah, he's got a, he's got a little thing going on podcasts and uh, social media sites okay. and everything. And yeah. I'm going to look him up. Doing he this comedy tour. He seems to be very fired up about it, so he's going to be oh, yeah. shit out of it. Sweet. Awesome. We'll, we'll definitely uh, help him grow that as well. That, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, even even just come hang out here. I'm telling you. Like, you have no, I want to do it. So it's not this week, but next week? So it's the second, second Thursday, Thursday of every month. Second Thursday of every month. Okay, I'm going to put that on my calendar so I don't miss that. I'm definitely saying for that. Yeah, for sure. Alex, Bobby, Brad. Thank you. I'm, lo- I'm looking at everybody. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. I too have been drinking. Uh, thank y'all guys for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for everything you guys do. Thanks for taking care of me as well. You guys hooked me up with some beers from time to time to help promote you guys. I'm happy to do it. Uh, anything I can do to help, please let me know. And let's talk about a collaboration beer, man. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'll take a day off and come here and help brew and everything. Like I'll do whatever needs to be done, man. That'd be great. Be Saturday or Sunday. Got a lot of mopping that needs to be done. I'll stack some kegs and shit. You know, whatever I gotta do. Uh, Big shout out to the sponsors before we're out of here. Presonus Audio Electronics, our title sponsor. Pelican Craft Brand. Craft Brand. I can't talk. Let me try this again. Presonus Audio Electronics, Pelican Craft Brands. Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Government Taco, and also Hops in the Hollows. Remember when you're ordering your beer glasses from Hops in the Hollows, at checkout, use the promo code ABV for 10% off of your glassware order. Until next time, I am Chuck P. This has been the ABV Podcast. Cheers. Meow, meow.